Watch theft is rampant in many US cities and especially in Europe. Today we're taking a look at some theft prevention products that are currently available on the market, and some of them are just crazy. Uh, with me today, I have Nick, aka Nick of Time, to talk about some of these products and get your opinion on them. If you've ever thought about getting something like this, or if you've ever spoken to a client that was using one of these, um, I wanted to get into it. Obviously, you know, crime is up in a lot of urban areas, a lot of major metropolitan areas, um, and especially in like London, Paris, Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, obviously, Philadelphia has been one of them, and this is where we are. There's been like a crazy uptick in crimes specifically for watches, people getting robbed on the street, people getting, you know, held up in gunpoint. Um, in the U.S., the L.A. County Sheriff's Department said it has seen over 200 thefts involving at least one watch valued at $5,000 or more. From January to middle of November of last year, this was a 30% increase from the year before. Um, in London, police are seeing very similar trends. Between January and September of last year, police data shows that nearly 700 Rolex watches and nearly 100 Patek Philippe watches were stolen within London city limits. Um, obviously, we spoke about this on an episode with Roman before where there are vans driving around, around London saying, you know, don't wear your watch or hide your watch. Right. And somebody actually, somebody wrote a commented the acronym. The acronym is WATCH, which is like, watch your surroundings, uh, something else, blah, blah, yeah. blah, keep it at home. I don't know. There was like all sorts of like words to it. But how crazy is it that it's so dangerous to like actually wear a watch? Yeah, I mean, I think LA County Sheriff's Department actually did the same thing where they issued out a report like, don't leave a house with a watch that's over, you know, X amount on your wrist. I wonder it, how this is affecting sales. You think less people are buying these watches because what are they going to do? They're not going to wear them out. No, I mean, it, it definitely, I wouldn't say it affects sales, but people are a lot more cautious. You know, when Alex and I first started, no one was really, no. you know, as worried as people stealing watches. Now I can think of at least even friends of mine in Philadelphia who have had either their watches stolen or know someone that watches were stolen from, you know, clubs that we would hang out at, you know, we would hear horror stories yeah. about they went out for a cigarette, like the wedding that I was at. The yeah. guy's watch was ripped right off his wrist. The, the, the groom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and tracks. Didn't tracks get uh, robbed in New York coming out of a club? Yeah, I think he got like stopped yeah. and uh, messed with. So I know there was like a whole gang of people that were doing this and they actually caught like the gang doing it right. in New York. Um, obviously all over the world it's happening in smaller, smaller, I guess, groups of people doing it. It's not specifically one gang of like, you know, four right. or five people doing yeah, it. Yeah, smaller, yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, what is the point of having luxury goods if you can't wear them out? I mean, I think that raises a very good question. I think it's, so, perfect example, I live in Philadelphia, right? I'm very active when I, you know, I ride my bike 20, some, you know, up and down the trail. My thing is I never wear the, and I don't leave the house with this on my wrist. If I'm not in a place, I don't know where I'm going. If I don't know who I'm with, you know, if I'm out on like a date or something mm. like that, you know, it's, this is on the wrist, this is on the wrist, but like, this is 300 bucks and yeah. I could just, you know, whatever, this is, you know, six grand where, yeah. you know. <laughs> Let's talk about some of these prevention, you know, products that would, you know, hopefully deter somebody from, from stealing your watch or make it less likely that they could just snatch it off. Because if somebody's holding a gun to you, there's no product that's going to deter them. Oh, yeah. You know, not even you having a gun because right. you're not going to pull out your gun when there's a gun pointed at you. It's, it's, I mean, it's a matter of how quickly can you draw it no, You it's cannot. Not, it's not, yeah. you're, you're done. Um, which is actually brings me to another point. Like, you know, I carry a gun, but like I constantly think about it. like me carrying a gun 
is to help somebody else that might need help because right. if a gun is pointing at me, if it, honestly, you know, I'm going to give them everything I have, no problem. You know, here you go. I'm well, not, not going to try to reach for my gun. Right. I, I think it's no secret here that pretty much everyone in this office is very two-way, myself included. Right Correct. now, I carry every day, but if there's a gun pointing at me, enjoy this 16570. You know what I mean? It, it's one of those things that it's, you, you'll nail it right in the head. That's more of a last line of defense, right? It's, and it, it, you can, you're not going to use it when a guy's running away with your watch. You're not going to use your gun to shoot him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, then you're going to end then up I'm in jail. Screwed, yeah. yeah. So one of the products that I came across doing research for this was a product called the watch, stri- watch strips, watch strips, watch strips, um, which a simple explanation <laughs> of it. It's a plastic adhesive strip that you would put, you know, you would place it underneath the buckle or strap of your watch okay. and you would kind of wrap it around. It glues on the top so that it makes it harder for somebody to actually snatch your watch off. Um, and again, we've had a video before where millions of dollars in Richard Meals were stolen at the F1 right. Miami event. Um, many of these thefts happen by just somebody kind of like diverting your attention and somebody else kind of, you know, grabbing your arm or somebody just kind of like opening up your clasp and slipping the, the yeah. watch off. This would, in fact, deter that from happening. It would be more difficult. Um, what do you think about, you know, just a plastic adhesive strip? I mean, it's interesting for, I'd say that that potentially could work for, you know, bracelets, but for straps. Why why not? Because if someone cuts up here. If they cut, it's a different story. Yeah. So this thing is a thin, invisible anti-theft device for your wristwatch uh, so that nobody can sneak off with it unnoticed. Right. No one can just pop the, right. That that, that makes sense, that aspect, but obviously... As I just mentioned, there's a whole lot of people there that are, are going a lot of different ways that cutting. it can be done exactly. correctly. And again, obviously, this does not help you if you're being robbed at gunpoint. Right. Um, <laughs> these are products that will make it more difficult for somebody to just slide the watch off your right. wrist. Um, yeah, I mean, in that case, I think it, it sounds like it's pretty. I'd I have, just wonder how annoying <laughs> to see it a picture. is. You know, like oh, I in the morning, the you have to slide a strip, lock it. Let's assume you're going to the gym and you want to take your watch off. You have to take that thing right. off. Then put another one on. So this, these are like reusable. So the price is twelve dollars and seventy nine cents. You get like a pack of certain amount yeah, of whatever. them. Um, in theory, you could also use you know regular tape. Yeah, a little you Velcro. Know. Yeah, <laughs> zip yeah. tie. You could probably use like duct tape. <laughs> you know, Gaff like, tape. Um, it seems kind of a gimmicky product. I don't know if I would ever recommend this to anybody. Yeah, I mean, I. It's kind of hard to not see, you know, the actual in 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 use. Uh, it sound in theory, it sounds nice, but uh, yeah, again, I I agree. I don't know if I would recommend this to a client because then no. I'm the asshole that recommended a twelve dollar piece of plastic to save your watch. Yeah, uh, I just here's my question: if so, if somebody's trying to actually rob you, and then you're having difficulty taking off, yeah, what do you do? It's like, oh wait, I got to get this piece of plastic <laughs> you know, off my wrist. They might just shoot you and take the watch yeah. off your wrist. Well, then everything's yeah. gone. Yeah. So the much more expensive and much more, I guess, fine-tuned version of this product is called Watch Lock. Now, Watch Lock is the world's first bracelet clasp with an integrated micro micro locking system. This is a clasp, just like a Rolex clasp. Mm-hmm. It actually has a lock built inside of it uh, with cylinders, pistons, whatever they're called, they actually lock lock it. Um, So that you cannot take this off, you can't open it, you lose the key and you are screwed. Pretty much. Um, It's 100% Swiss made, 
it's it instantly secures your bracelet and protects it from accidental or intentional opening. Um, it's made out of 904L steel, same thing like that Rolex use it. Okay. Um, it does look like a Rolex clasp. It just obviously doesn't have the, the logo. Right. So it's a lot more seamless. Aesthetically, it's a lot better of a product. It does come with the key, which is small. You can carry it with you, you know, any, yeah. anywhere you go. I think it comes with two copies of a key. Makes sense. Um, it's priced way more. It's uh, 1330 US dollars. Um, this thing is definitely a better version of that. So right. you put your watch on. Nothing else changes. You take the key, you lock it, put the key in your pocket, and you go. Yep. This is clearly something I would use in an event like Formula One where there's tons of people where you have the opportunity to maybe drink a little bit too much, maybe get you know too friendly with yeah. people, um, and given, given the opportunity that somebody could just slide it off your wrist. Is this something that you would consider? Is this a product that you think has more opportunity than... I mean, it definitely has more opportunity than the... Uh the magic watch strip, yeah. to say the least. Um, I, I think my only concern would be, A, let's say that you, you're you out drinking, you know, so on and so forth. You're taking stuff out of your pockets, right? Yeah. And you've done it, I've done it. You lose whatever. 100%. You're gonna lose that key. You're gonna lose that key, almost immediately. Currently, right now, the design is clearly to, you know, to match Rolex watches, which are probably be, the most right. You know, my traded. my next question to that would be: Do they support other brands like Patek? Do they support other brands? No, it just doesn't look like it like yet. And again, Rolex. given the fact that you know Rolex models probably have the most, you know, they probably have the most models with a clasp like that, whereas you know Patek, Richard Mille. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I think outside of watch events, the most obviously the biggest, the most popular brand that you're going to see is Rolex, right? Yeah. You know, it's a, it makes sense that they're really marketing yes. towards that GMT bracelet or that Oyster Steel bracelet right. and that clasp because no one with a 5990 is going to be walking around with hundreds of thousands of other people. Yeah, I'm trying to think. So like <laughs> Without for, private security. You know, for an RM, let's assume the one on a Velcro strap. Um, you don't have any method. Maybe, maybe the watch strip might actually be a better option because there isn't anything that could be integrated into the clasp. There is no clasp. Yeah, I mean, the thing is there too is, you know, <clears throat> again, that cutting factor. Yes. Right? I mean, they're pretty thick. You can't just, it's not something that you could easily cut. Like, you need a serious cutting tool. Like a, like a scissor? No, scissors wouldn't cut the, the RM bracelet. I don't know. That, I, it's, a, it's a pretty... No, heavy I've duty. Seen, I've canvas, seen it, but at the same know. time, let's. I'm th playing both sides of the coin here. You take someone who is at an event, right? Let's say Formula One, perfect example. They know the type of money that's going to be there. They know that certain RMs come on thicker straps. Mm -hmm. They come on Velcro straps. Why not? Okay, well, I have this friend who used to be an EMT. They now have, you know, garment cutters or shear cutters yeah. that they can use. That's going to take it right off. Yeah, that's true. That's the way I'm thinking of it. You know, I'm like, and this is just kind of how I am in general. Like, I don't post where I'm at in social media wise until I leave, right? Yeah. Even on my personal account, which is private, yeah. right? So, and so that's that's how I'm kind of looking at it. So, some other cool options that actually don't, you know, require you to um, to buy anything crazy, but there are also more recovery options. Invisible ink. You know, there are people that use invisible ink to put their initials on the case back of a watch. In the case that it does get stolen, they do get robbed, it does get yeah. lost, doesn't matter what, somebody finds it, you know, somebody, some store, if they 
put a blue light on yeah, it. Yeah, literally use UV. That is mine. I know that because my initials are on the back. It's actually a really good idea. Yeah. I actually think that this is a pretty cool concept. Honestly, I might do that with this. Just take pop the case back off, right, where I have the service and just write any. Could do it. So some manufacturers are working on tamper-proof uh, screws for the watches. Now, I haven't seen anything come out with that yet, but how cool would it be where only the authorized dealer can have access to the tool to open up that watch? I mean, I think it makes sense, but at the same time, you know, that's very much putting a monopoly on who can service your watch. Yeah. Like... The <laughs> is there anything wrong with that? No, not necessarily. I mean, but look, let's say you're, you know, a guy who just inherited a Rolex, right? You know that it's authentic. You have everything to go with it. Rolex is going to charge you an arm and a leg, right? But the mom and pop watchmaker down the street is only going to charge you A through C. Well, or a Rolex <laughs> authorized service center or a Rolex authorized well, dealer. They might be able to have access to the tools to do it, but you true. just can't sell it to any mom and pop. I see what you're saying. Now, that might actually be an awesome option. Now, obviously, Rolex, for example, they don't use screws. Um, so they would have to come up with a completely different mechanism to open up their case back. I'm trying to think of how they even how they would even do that. Now, this is, it's, it's, first of all, this is great because it deters stealing of movements or parts, which would hopefully minimize the amount of Frankensteins or Super Frankens out there. Um, because you can't take parts from different watches and put them together. I mean, listen, if someone wants to get into a watch, they're going to get into a watch one way or another. Yes, that's right. True, Obviously, you run the risk of damaging the, the movement and everything that's inside of the watch, outside of, you know, crystal, the dial, yes. the hands, things of that nature. But I kind of think that this is something that brands should concentrate on or should, you know, invest a little bit of time, effort, you know, research into. Because first of all, yes, the monopoly part would, I don't think legally there's anything wrong with saying, look, our watches can only be officially certified by our service centers. If you want to access the interior of your watch, that's where you have to go. Yeah. Um, at home protection, at home protection. A lot of robberies are actually happening in people's homes, whether they're there and they're happening at gunpoint or when people are not there. Recently, there was an athlete who was traveling, came back to, you know, finding his house was broken into, right. his safe was broken into, all that, you know, his watches, his jewelry, everything was stolen. This is happening more and more and more. Um, I know that Los Angeles is one of the cities where this happens pretty often. Biometric safes. Are they good enough? I mean, because again, think about it. If nobody's there, if you didn't, there's, there's no gun to your head saying open up the safe, then that means that somebody actually has to go in and try to open up, you know, right. crack, crack your safe, break it open. There are watch safes that are of the highest, you know, caliber that are probably not, you know, you can't break into them. Right. Anything, I mean, have you, do you have one? Do you consider? Yeah, I, I have a safe. Uh, all my watches are in it, all of my firearms are in it. Pretty much anything of value is in my safe, right? Now, I also live alone, so no one knows that the safe is in my house besides me. And I also have a dummy safe. So, okay. the one that's like dummy is just full of random shit. It's like old baseball cards, stuff like that, and like a fake watch. So, I'm like, oh, yep, here it is. See you it's later. Not a bad idea. Um,. So again, like obviously, you know, I would recommend anybody that does own any, you know, anything of value to get a safe, yeah. lock it up, you know, whenever you're not home, whenever you're traveling, take what you're taking with you, the rest, keep it locked up in a secure safe, secure well, location. The other thing to that too is most, like if you go to insure your watches or your jewelry, most insurance companies will require you to have a safe if you're over a certain amount of money. Yeah. So you, regardless, you should have, especially if you have four or five Rolexes, regardless of the price. So speaking of insurance, 
you know, I, I tend to recommend Wax, which happens to be one of our brand partners, just because they reached out, you know, here's a product that's specifically made for watches, jewelry, collectibles. And we're like, oh my God, this is perfect. We're just yeah. thinking about this. Um, have you, I, I, have you done, I'm sure you've done some business with Wax or referred some people yeah, to Yeah, I've referred, you know, any clients that ask about insurance, it's the first, you know, we have a little portal, I give all their information and they get in contact with Wax. Um, but I think the coolest thing about Wax is they're actually watch guys, right? Yeah. They're guys that you can actually have a conversation with. Like, uh, was it Rich? Yep. Uh, Rich came in and was wearing a uh, an Everest Vacheron. I think he had the Chrono on his wrist. Yeah, he actually, he, he does a lot of business with us. He has a pretty decent watch collection. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, what I like about Wax is that they're digital. You right. Know, like, you use an app, you enter the watch information, you enter your information, you get a quote in it, right there. And then you insure right there, so you can actually have it done within minutes. Well, yeah, because no one wants to call an insurance agent, no. and they're like, well, what's an Omega Speedmaster? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> all right, cool. Plus, <laughs> you know, so what Wax does that's different than, t you know, your homeowner's insurance, which, you know, the typical question is, you know, I'm just going to, why wouldn't I just use my homeowner's? Wax insurance actually keeps up with the market. So as the right. value of your watch increases, your homeowner's insurance does not. It will just It'll replace just say it. yeah. the retail cost of it. Right. But let's assume you have a Panda Daytona. The yeah. retail cost of it does not cover what you paid for it. No, not the slightest. Wax actually keeps up with the market well, rates. Well, I think that's the cool thing, too, is especially if you bought that watch at retail. Yeah. We'll use the Panda as an example. You yeah. bought it at A, and at the middle, or at the highest, it hit M, right? Yeah. So it's like, all right, cool. I have a watch that I paid 14 grand for after taxes, and like <laughs> the market, it was 61. Um, hey, don't give anybody ideas like, yeah. oh, I lost oh, yeah. my watch. I lost my panda. <laughs> yeah. no. uh, um, insurance fraud is bad. <laughs> yes, it is definitely bad. But yeah, I, I recommend them to a lot of my friends. Anybody that actually asked for it, you know, there was no kickback in it for us. No. It just, I think that they're a solid partner to have for this sort of service. Obviously, we can't sell insurance, so we do not sell insurance. No, we do not. No. Um, not so if you are looking to insure your watches, definitely check out Wax. We actually have a page on the Gray Market Magazine. That's a you know it's a landing page for people interested to go in and punch in their details, and Wax will get you a quote. Anything else you should know? Anything else you should use? No, I mean my again, and I say this to everyone, especially if they're just buying watches. You know, your first watch, you're gonna want to wear it everywhere, right? It's gonna you know it's gonna come into the room before yep. you do. Um, always. Be sure of your surroundings. Don't wear your watch in a large crowd if you don't know where you are. You don't know anyone that's there. You know, I, I wouldn't be wearing your uh, your Submariner to a, a concert by any means. Yeah. Um. You know, and, and always make sure that you being aware is the biggest. Uh, what would say deterrent. Yeah. Because you're on your toes, right? And I'm not saying you know not have a good time when you're out, but like, don't put yourself into risky situations. Is that's my biggest. If I can give any advice being from someone who wears his watch most days. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like anything else. Like, so I typically only wear watches to like events, weddings, you know, parties, things like that. Um, if I'm going somewhere where I don't think it's going to be a good idea, maybe, you know, I'm not sure what the crowd is like. I'm not sure how many people I'm not sure, right. you know, whether there's an opportunity for me to, you know, drink too much and, you know, kind of exactly. be less aware of my surroundings. I do not wear watch. I mean, my thing is I'll wear my Apple watch, you know, if I'm out, if I'm out at a bar. Yeah, you know, I don't think whatever. anybody steals those. They do. That's really? the crazy part. But like, I have the, for me to ensure like this. find my watch? Exactly. <laughs> so like, they're going to steal it and then I'm going to lock it and then it's going to be the end of it. So I'll just get it back eventually. But. Pretty silly. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, you might not use any of these products, but just know that they are out there to help, you know, deter and keep your watch safe. If you like this episode, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, 
write a review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this. And um, keep showing us love and we'll keep putting these out. Nick, thank you for having or for coming today. <laughs> thank, thank you, you for, for having me. me. I appreciate it. <laughs> Have a great day. We'll see you guys tomorrow or sometime soon. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you for having me.